Hi, this is Cynthia Mosser. This is Art Chat Northwest, and I'm here with artist and painter Mitch Freifeld. Welcome, Mitch. Hi, Cynthia. Thank you so much for your interest in my work. Mitch, can you tell me a little bit about where you're from originally and how long you've been in the Pacific Northwest? Sure. I grew up in Los Angeles in the San Fernando Valley region, which was just like a small town. It was a place where we had our own mall shop and our strip where we drove up and down all day and all night. And it was a great place to grow up. And I had no idea that it was a special light, a bright light, and that it was the tropics. My earliest memory is of drawing what I saw out the window of the car using one of those big red pencils that they give you in, in kindergarten. And I was drawing before I knew how to read and write. I know that. I was drawing as far back as I can remember. And I attribute that to my mother taking us to the museum and holding us up to look at the paintings and talking about the paintings. And when I see a mother doing that with her little kids in, in our museum, I just think that's the most wonderful thing. It's a civilizing influence. It's something that can mold somebody for life. My parents let me paint when I got into oil painting in the kitchen of our apartment. And in those days, there was nothing like terpenoid and the stink of turpentine must have been horrific. And to me, that still is a great smell. It reminds me of being a little kid. I love that. I won my first juried show when I was 10 years old. And that was, uh, I still have the painting. I still, my mother had it until she passed and I, I took it back and I can, I can look at it and I can see in it, the roots of a lot of the things I do now on the canvas. So it's a continuum. In high school and junior high, I studied architecture and drafting. And it was architecture and drafting that accentuated my painting. That is, it's to this day, it's, it's had such an influence on my work, which is, is mostly architecture. In the mid-60s, in high school, I made enough money working so I could take a month off and hitchhike. And of course, in the 60s, we were living in a different world. Hitchhiking was perfectly safe. I'd hitchhike up here to the Northwest, and I always loved it here. I always loved Portland and, and uh, everything about it, as well as going all the way up to um, British Columbia and the whole place. And I always thought, someday I'm going to come back here and live. After high school, I guess in the early 70s, I made it through about half a semester of uh, junior college, but I liked uh, drugs and, and uh, booze too much, and that's what I, pretty much what I majored in. I went to Europe in the early 70s after my girlfriend, because her parents wanted to get her away from me, so they sent her over to Europe, and I went to follow her over there. And once I got there, I thought, I love this. Forget that girl. I, I'm in love with Europe. And I, I stayed there working and living and traveling around Europe and the Mideast for many years. It was an eye-opening experience, and, and I consider one of, the, one of my education comes from there, from everything I encountered, everything I learned. And so much of Europe was still in the throes of World War II. When I was there, World War II ended five minutes ago. The buildings were there. I saw some World War II ruins were still there. And the architecture of Europe was just sensational. One winter, I was in um, Venice. It just looked like it was out of Renaissance painting. There were no tourists there. There was nobody there. And it was just, it was just phenomenal. So when I came back from Europe in the Mideast, I landed in Palo Alto, California. 
And Palo Alto at that time was the quintessential small American town. It was beautiful. It looked like the most of America. And I, I loved it. And I still love Palo Alto. In fact, my wife and I met there. It, it was a wonderful place. And I, uh, I got into computers just after the punch card days, just in the early days of uh, networking and things like that. And I stayed with it all the way uh, up through the Silicon Valley days. Silicon Valley was a wild place. It was a wild, it was almost like the Wild West, only everybody was a nerd. All the engineers and all the, the business side people and everything, it was just, it was crazy. And it was fueled by a lot of alcohol and a lot of drugs. And I learned so much about computers so quickly that I was able to work my way up in a very short time and without a formal education in it, which now you need in education and computers to get anywhere. But in those days, you could learn it on the job. And I became a systems analyst and after a while, a senior systems analyst. I reached the end of my rope in the company I was working for. They changed management. I was really burned out. I just had it. And California was just getting more and more expensive all the time. And I called an old boss of mine who worked for Tektronix, asking just for a reference, if he could give me a reference. And he said, well, have you ever thought about moving to Portland? And I said, well, I am now. Uh, everything came to fruition, and we moved up here in 1995. That I've been a full-time painter, and I've had some success with it. And you've been here for 22 years. 22 years. What a great story. I think to be a painter, to make somebody makes that choice, to drop whatever they did in their, their day job and decide to become a full-time painter is something that you're doing. It's, it's coming from the inside. It's coming from a special place in the heart. And most of us who did that, who've made that commitment to the studio, have always wanted to do it. It's just finding the right time and making that commitment is more than just, okay, I'm gonna put brush to canvas. It's a commitment to civilization, to humanity. You're saying, I want to put something on the pile of civilization, the pile of culture. I wanna add something to that instead of just running like a hamster in a wheel to make enough money to keep running like a hamster in a wheel. So Mitch, tell me about your paintings. I see that in your paintings, you're an oil painter and architecture is a primary theme. The thing that really started me on it was there's a building in LA called the US Bank Building. And you'll see it in every picture of Hollywood. It was built in 1919. That, I guess, is the germinus of my interest in architecture, was the US Bank Building. I'm more interested in the functional in the things that make up the patterns of our lives, the places we go, the food carts, the diners, the gas stations, the hotels, the motels. I'd rather paint those, the things that become the functional is more intriguing to me than the monumental. So architecture is the primary subject and you use color in a way to bring out certain aspects of the architecture in a really bright manner. Can you tell me more about this? It's all about color, and I like color matching. The thing, well, what happens if you put this color next to that color? What kind of vibration does it set up? What kind of harmonic? The mixing color is something I love to do. I paint generally using a split or dual primary palette. That and some workhorse colors like yellow ochre and things like that. When you paint, what do you think is most important to you? The color aspect or the light aspect? 
Or does it change depending upon the painting? The color is something that enhances the structure, enhances the scene. It's not so much that I'm choosing color over light, it's just that I'm treated with color. My night paintings, on the other hand, are all about light. I find that the, the reflections of the light and what's coming out are more important than the source, more important than that bulb that has a spark running through it. So I think that's where my use of light comes into a primary role. The days are more about the patterns and the colors. So within your paintings, you have a couple of styles. Some of the architecture is painted in a fairly realistic manner, and some of the architecture is distorted. Why do you do that? I think of it more as an accentuating, not so much distorting. What I'm attempting to do is give a structure a personality, give it more of a human characteristic, and have the structures interrelate to each other. They do seem to have a personality. Yeah, I'm trying to make them talk to each other and talk to us and talk to everything around them. It's more of accentuating them, more of extruding or trying to pull out of them what their, their character might be if they were, you know, if they were a living, breathing entity. And then as you've shown me your work in your studio, I see you're heading toward landscapes. It's a new direction for me, and it's something that's an outgrowth of something that happened this last summer. A friend of mine talked me into trying plein air painting. And I go out and paint just something in the landscape, anything around here out in the Tualatin Valley, some of the farms and just some fields and trees and things like that. And it's something I've never done before. It's a whole different process instead of my process, which is more or less agonizing over every brushstroke and trying to work my way through something in the old problem solution. That doesn't happen in plein air because you're just going as fast as you can. They call it chasing the light. And painting those things, painting the clouds and the landscapes and the hills and everything, has given me something that I can bring back to my studio work. And it's really changed a lot of what I do in the studio. It's something that I'm planning on doing more of. In fact, I'm partway through a series now, which I don't know where it's going to lead, but it's got a lot of clouds and it's got a lot of mountains, more trees and things. And... Uh, it's interesting, but yeah, it stems from the plein air work that I did this summer. So you show in a few different places, in Portland and online, and also in Lincoln City, the Rental Sales Gallery um, through the Portland Art Museum, the Freed Gallery in Lincoln City, and then an online gallery called You Gallery. In regard to those, do you have a goal or career goal for yourself? Would you like to be in more galleries, make more work? What would you like? I'd like to be in more galleries. I'd like to be in more galleries in a wider area. I'd like to uh, get back into um, proactive about selling, more proactive than I have been. I've been concentrating on developing new paths for myself, new areas that I want to go into with, with my work. But my primary goal, my end goal, is to add something, add something to civilization, to be remembered after I'm gone. Thank you so much. You've really added a, a lot of interesting kind of ideas to the conversation that I didn't expect, so thank you. So I've come to the part of the interview where I have 10 rapid fire questions. What is your favorite color? Actually, all of them. Who's your favorite artist? But John Register. What is your favorite museum or art gallery? The Portland Art Museum. Your favorite piece of architecture? Falling Water by Frank Lloyd Wright. 
Your favorite time of day to paint, outdoor or indoor? I like the golden hour, the late afternoon, especially in the summer. What is your favorite city? Well, I like the Northwest. I can't really have say I have a favorite city. I, I love Portland. I love Junction City, Oregon. If you could meet one dead artist, who would you choose? Edward Hopper or Frank Lloyd Wright. What do you do every day that reminds you you're an artist? I paint seven days a week, and I have for many years. What is the one thing an artist should do every day? Paint. If you could live anywhere else in the world, outside of Portland, where would it be? Portland is it. I can't think of another place I'd rather live or else I'd be living there. Can you say why you like Portland? I like Portland because it's just small enough and it's got a vibe to it. It's really friendly and kind of crazy. Keep Portland weird. It's just great. Mitch, thanks so much. That was a lot of fun. Thanks so much. This is Art Chat Northwest and I'm Cynthia Mosser. Thanks for listening.